Lord. And you know that was written by a dear lady who was blind, Fanny Crosby, that blessed assurance. Hey, look, thank you again, Brother Noah. Right now, you've got a candle on your table. In addition, you have a match. Our ushers are standing ready. We're going to go right now into time of remembrance of those loved ones over the course of the last 12 months who've gone on to be with the Lord. They're going to light one of you who has this match. They're going to light your match, and then you are to light the candle in the center, okay? So, Brother Ushers, Brother Eddie, and Brother Bud, if y'all would, go ahead and light that match of that individual, that responsible individual, I might add, <laughs> who's at the table, and then we'll move right into our time of praising the Lord. Now, as they're doing that, beloved, let me introduce to you guests. Did y'all recognize we have some guests over here? How many were able to meet our guests? Anybody? Hey, look. Ella, uh, Dee doesn't mind me mentioning her. Dee Perkins and Ella and Elisha or Eli and Dixie Perkins, first-time visitors, just moved into Turtle Cove. And they're here this morning for the first time. They heard about us on the website. Katie, appreciate the good job that people do and Frank. And by the way, they're going to Rock Springs Church, uh, School, Brother Noah. And so wave your hand over there, Dee and family. Come on, let's praise the Lord and welcome this family right here. And we're glad to have our guests that were with us last week. Have you all met this young man right here? Tell us again. Introduce yourself to us. I'm Alex Clark. Uh, this is my wife, Seely. Alex and Seely. And you also went to the website, right, I think? Went to the website, saw the services. Listen, they were here last week for the first time, and they're back today. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Appreciate it, my friend, and God bless you. All right. Uh, I really love this time. I really love this time. It's really special to me. All the candles are lit on the table, I hope, by now. Does anyone need a candle that's not lit? Let's take just a brief moment in our busy schedule, the hustle and bustle of fast-paced life. Let's just, like Mary, sit at the feet of Jesus for a moment. Thank the Lord for good memories. I love Proverbs chapter 10, verse 7. The memory of the just is blessed. Brother Bud, Brother Bud, can you hear me? Hello. Brother David, flip them lights off, please. The lights. Last year, since last year, we've had some of our beloved loved ones to go to be with the Lord. And again, the Lord put it in our heart to take a moment to praise God for the special influence, the legacy that God has allowed in our life. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Let's say that together. Precious in the sight of the Lord. The death of his saints. One more time. That word precious is valuable, costly. Wow. We look at things differently than the Lord looks at them. First of all, Brother Jeremy, Jeremy Melton right here. His dear dad, David. Jeremy, uh, I know you miss your dad. I miss my dad. My dad went to be with the Lord a few weeks before yours, but David. And David, you told me, and we shared it at his home growing, Brother Jeremy, as you and I had the privilege of sharing. David, before he was promoted to heaven, he saw a cloud, a vision of Jesus Christ coming again. How many of y'all believe that Jesus is coming again? Oh, that's our blessed hope. That's our blessed hope. Yes, the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout. The voice of the archangel, the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and those of us that are alive and remain caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Sister Betty Daniel, uh, what a precious dear lady, Sister Betty. Uh, 
was and is with the Lord now. Uh, Brother Jim told me that Betty had some Indian blood in her. And you know Brother Jim. Brother Jim said that when they went to an Indian reservation, you know what they said about Brother Jim? They said, white man talks a lot. <laughs> and you know what Betty said? Betty said, white man talk too much. <laughs> Sounds like Betty, doesn't it? Anyway, I will never forget, Sister Betty, when I was going on a mission trip, mission trip, 2012, she looked at me and said, Brother Randy, I want to give, and I want you to go and share the Word of God. What a blessing. Sister Betty is with the Lord now, and we praise the Lord for the good, precious memories. Nelda Stiles. I mean, y'all remember Nelda Stiles. Hey, where's Sister Eddie Hart? Did you, is she here? Eddie Hart. I just want to say thank you, Eddie. Eddie Hart went by and picked up Nelda Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday to bring her to church. Nelda was already a believer in Jesus Christ. But thank you for going literally the extra mile. I had the privilege of preaching Nelda's homegoing, and I'll never forget what the Lord happened to share. And how many remember Nelda? She believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. No bones about it. Number two, she believed, listen, see if you agree, she believed the Bible was the Word of God. Un, you know, wavering. She believed that the Holy Spirit of God would carry us. And as uh, Peter wrote, and what a blessing. Nelda had a burden for a family. Nelda's with the Lord now. Pless Hayes, how many of y'all remember Brother Pless? Oh, what a precious brother. I had the privilege of being with Brother Pless the night before he went to be with the Lord. You look at his name. When I first saw his name, I said, please? He said, no, Pless. I said, please? Hey, look, you know what that Pless stands for? I shared it at his homegoing service. P stands for a prince of a man. Anybody that knew Pless Hayes knew he was a prince of a man. In fact, the barbecue in Brunswick stew will enjoy in just a little while. It was Pless who labored, and we were talking about that the other day. I remember us staying up all night long, long time ago, cooking a hog all night long. Then early in the morning, 5 o'clock, meeting and doing the Brunswick stew and so forth. My, we're still trying to find a recipe for that barbecue sauce. Uh, now we're piggybacking on Raymond Askew's, I think, Nancy. But anyway, Pless Hayes, L stands for he loved Jesus. E stands for, watch this, everybody loved Pless. Everybody loved Pless. You knew him, you had to love him. And then A stands for he's always willing to lend a helping hand. I'll never forget it. I had the privilege of preaching revival way down in Baxley, Georgia at a church, Satilla Baptist Church. Our old vehicle, it was on the last leg of the last leg. It was way back there in the 90s. Pless said, you can take my car. I said, say what? He said, you can take my car. It's a Crown Vic. Man, it was a nice vehicle. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah, take mine. Well, I went down there, came back, but I had a confession to make. I bumped into a, a concrete, you know, parking place and skint the front. You know what Pless said? He said, don't worry about it. It's all right. Pless Hayes, I'll, S stands for I'll see you in heaven. Yes, I will. Hallelujah. And the church said, Jerry Hubbard, Brother Josh, you're out there in the back now. Brother Jerry. You know what your mom told me at his, uh, and this is what the Lord had me to share, his homegoing service, Ken and Wendy and Josh. You know what they gave the dad for Christmas last year? A tree. You remember that Christmas tree, Brother Josh? And you know, I was talking with your mom, and it was, to me, it was a tree of life. That's what it was. It represented the tree of life. Revelation chapter 22, John said, he showed me a pure river of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, yielding a fruit in every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. And so, Brother Jerry fought the good fight. He finished the course. Praise the Lord, Josh. Anything you want to share? I know you miss your dad. I know you loved your dad. What a legacy! He left behind, and we praise the Lord for Brother Jerry Hubbard. Mildred Lane, Marcia, 
That's your sweet mom. Old Mildred, a hard worker. Boy, she had about three or four jobs at one time. My soul, she was in her 80s, upper 80s, still working, best I can remember. And Mildred, I'd go see her at the nursing home. You know what Mildred would say to me? She'd say, no, Brother Randy, sit down. <laughs> sit down on my bed. I'd say, well, I, and I'd stay for a while, and we'd pray together. And she said, I'd say, I've got to go, Mildred. And she said, no, 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 sit down. Stay for a while. Stay for a while. And oh, what a blessing, Mildred Lane. Precious memories, precious memories. What about Judy Freeman? Judy uh, passed away, and we had her home-going service here. Judy uh, married to Jackie, and Judy had shoulder surgery, actually. She worked at Home Depot, and unknowing to anybody, she came home from that surgery, outpatient surgery. She was sitting there in the living room, according to Jackie, what he told me. She got up and went to the bathroom. No kind of underlying health issues necessarily. And Jackie said she came back and sat down. And he said, I was standing there talking with her, and she just dropped her head. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Yes, for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And then, what about June Hips, Gary? Brother Gary, I know you miss your mom, precious lady. Can I tell a story? When I first came here a long time ago, 1991, 92, I was out visiting, knocking on doors in the community. I'll never forget, never forget going by Bud and June Hip's house. Now, I didn't know them, and they didn't know me from Adam's house cat. Knocked on the door, Bud. How many of y'all remember Brother Bud Hips? Military man, Marine, Iwo Jima. And boy, he was a man's man. Had the privilege of sharing at his home going service. But here they go. June, your mom said, how you doing? We're from Miami, Florida. Come on in. And she said, do you like tomato sandwiches? I said, what would you say? She said, do you like tomato? Do I like tomatoes? How do you know? Boy, she got some mayonnaise and put it on the bread, put that great big red juicy tomato. I see you mouth-watering right now. And she got a little salt on it. And that Boy, she, it just melted in my mouth. How I many know she was my friend from that point on? Amen. June Hips is with the Lord. Praise the Lord for precious memories. Now, Ashley, I know this is going to be very special to you. Uh, Ashley's uh, dear mom went to be with the Lord and uh, just last week, and we had her home-going service. Jeremy did a tremendous job, as you shared, at her home-going service. And Melanie Whitehead, next door neighbor. Now look, y'all give a little extra TLC to Ashley today. Will y'all do that? Will you do it? Will you do it? How many gonna do it? Y'all make it a point to go hug her neck and let her know you love her and praying for her. Uh, but here's what I told Ray, your stepdad. As I met with him for about an hour, we went in the shop, we talked, we prayed, and this is what I told Ray. Ray woke up in the morning. He's getting ready to go to work. Leaves real early in the morning, 5 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Your mom woke up, and she was a Christian, Melanie, but she wasn't feeling good that morning. She said, I'm just not feeling too good. This is what Ray told me. And this would have been uh, Friday a week ago. Not last Friday, but Friday a week ago. We're talking about recent. And... He was getting ready to go. Five minutes, he'd have been out the door. But she said, I'm really not feeling good. Not knowing, uh, but she shared some things with you the day before, didn't she? That were really kind of uh, as if God was preparing her. I, I hadn't said, shared that with you, Ashley, but I think that was the Lord preparing you, don't you? I do. I really do. Anyway, she collapsed. And there, I said, Ray, Ray. Ray was holding her. Ray was there with her. I said, praise the Lord, Ray. You were there with her. It was her last and all through the hospital. And you too, Ashley. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 22, whosoever finds a wife finds a good thing. What a, what a help, mate. What a blessing. Now then, as we have time of precious memories and reminiscing on 
those that have gone on before us. I love the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 13. Listen to the word of the Lord. Blessed. The word blessed is Macarius, happy. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. From henceforth they cease their labors and their works do follow them. How many have got a good memory of somebody in your family this morning? You just want to praise the Lord for them. Hey, look, I need your help before we have a time of prayer. Did we inadvertently leave out anybody this year? We try to scramble and get everybody's name we can. I know we have brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts and that sort of thing. We just try to get the immediate family and get the picture and so forth. But if you've got a loved one that went to be with the Lord last, within the last year, would you share it with us right now? Brother Gary, Terry. Yes. Amen. Terry and I prayed. I'll never forget it. Terry, his brother, uh, just a blessing to me personally. And we prayed, and he cried, and we cried together for an hour on the phone, and, and he, he, he assured me. He was ready to meet the Lord. He assured me to ask Jesus Christ, forgive him of sin. And I know he's with the Lord now, so praise the Lord. Others, other person that's gone to be with the Lord, in your family you'd like to mention it. Yes. Linda Ashby. Amen. How long ago was it she passed away? About a year ago? Well, praise the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And now all of a sudden we're waking. Now look, before I ask this, anybody else have a loved one? Yes, sir. Yes, your grandmother. And uh, I would forgot all about that. December, wasn't it? So December. Jeremy and Ashley have had... Um, the Lord called several in the family, your dad, your mom, and your grandmother. So, well, I tell you, I don't know about y'all, but when somebody goes to be with the Lord, like you see this, this every year, more and more and more, you know what it tells me? Listen to me very carefully. It tells me time's running out for all of us. It tells me what we do for the Lord, we had better do it now. Time's running out. And I don't know where you're at in your relationship with God right now. I don't know where you're at as your preparation to meet the Lord. If you're saved and a Christian, let me just remind you, the judgment seat of Christ will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And God's going to hold us accountable for the gifts and the way we've served Him or not served Him. I'm telling you, that's the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5.10 So let every one of us appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We may receive what we've done in this body, whether it be good or bad. I don't know about y'all, but I'll tell you this. My heart's cry to the Lord is this. See if you agree. Lord, I want to finish faithful. Help me to finish faithful. Not how you start in the race, just how you finish. So, anyone else? You got a loved one, you just want us to remember it right now. Let's join together in prayer, everybody at the table. Asking the blessings of God on every family. Asking the presence of the Holy Spirit to comfort every heart. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Josh, are you going to lead us in prayer, my brother? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And as he leads us in prayer, thanking God for the good memories. Thank you, Brother Noah. You just lift up somebody on your heart right now. Then let's purpose in our heart to go and tell. Father God, we, we just come to you thanking you for the gift of our loved ones, Lord, the ones that uh, have gone on to be with you, Lord. We just uh, thank you for their example we thank you for how they poured into our lives and god we thank you for lord the service they they ha did and had for you lord and so god i just pray for everyone here this year that's lost someone that uh, whether it be uh, a mom a dad a grandmother a brother lord i just pray that you your sweet holy spirit just uh, fill their heart God, that you will encourage them, and Lord, that you will just remind them 
Lord, that you said, in my Father's house are many mansions. And God, uh, you love us more than we can ever love ourselves. And we, we can trust you in life and in death. And Lord, there's nothing that can separate us from your love. And so, Father, we thank you for the gift of these, these people. And Lord, the gift of salvation. And Lord, we just uh, pray encouragement upon everyone in here today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Josh. Would you turn the lights on, one of y'all brothers in the back, Brother Bud? Look, as we're transitioning now, somebody turn on the lights, please. Thank you. Look at here. Raised to life. We've had several baptized in the church. We're going to sing in a moment, but let me just share with you this great picture. Lila. Where's Lila at? Come on. She's right here. Baptized within the last. Wave your hand, Lila. Come on. Let's praise the Lord. Lila, saved and baptized. Amen. This is Jackson Lake, just a few months ago. By the way, just a few weeks ago, we had an old-fashioned baptism there at Jackson Lake as uh, the Cami Flores and Melissa Lentini and Jordan and Shelby uh, Hiddle were baptized. What a blessing. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Wasn't that a blessing? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what we're all about, church. Reaching the world, teaching the world. Yes, we are. So, let's stand together now. Brother Noah's going to come and lead us in a time of praise. Everybody stand in the house, stretch your legs. Wave at your neighbor, would you? Tell your neighbor, hello. Wave at your neighbor. Say, good to see you, neighbor. And after Brother Noah comes, if you need to slip to the restroom real quick, go do it now, because I'll be sharing a message in just a moment. So, if you need to stretch your legs, do so now. Brother Noah, come and lead us as we praise the Lord together.
may be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you for singing that, Brother Noah. Have you lost hope today? Have you lost hope today? Simone Biles, world-renowned gymnast, has won over 31 medals. And yet, she had a mental lapse and lost her hope. She withdrew from the competition. Why? Lost her hope. When you lose your hope, it's a bad thing. And there's some of us today, you perhaps feel hopeless. Is God going to ever give me a spouse? Am I ever going to get out of debt? Is the Lord going to ever heal my body, Jerry? Hope. Hope in the Lord. Am I ever going to get a good job? Hope. What about America? We've lost our hope. Is there hope in Jesus? Yes. The word hope in the Bible. In the New Testament is the word elpis. It means confident expectation. Confident expectation. Say that with me. Confident expectation. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. You might abound in hope. Do you know the Old Testament word, the Hebrew word? Twofold. One, it means wait. Two, it means wait with expectation. The word hope in the Bible is not the word hope we use today. It's not maybe so. It's not perhaps so. It's absolute have you lost hope there's some of the young people that are with us today you're looking around and seeing the delta virus you're looking around and seeing the covid and you're wondering is there hope is there hope for my children what kind of life and culture are they going to face in the days is there hope is there hope in the lord yes there's hope for you in jesus there might be somebody sitting among us today that you just feel down and discouraged and depressed. I'm praying the Lord will lift you up. Why? Because there's hope in Jesus for you. There's hope in Jesus for you today. And here's what I want to share with you briefly as we talk about this hope. Mamas are wondering, are my children ever going to turn to the Lord? Why are they not serving God. There's some grandmothers in the house of God today that your heart's breaking for your grandchildren. They're not in the house of God. They're not where they ought to be. And is there hope for them? Are you about ready to give up on them? I'm praying the Holy Spirit of God will impart to you that kind of hope that does not give up. Back the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, Habakkuk said this, watch this. Some of you thought that you'd be further down the road than you are right now. Some of you thought that things wouldn't be like they are right now. Some of you and some of us have been disappointed and set back. Noah, Ivy, that baby that you talked about, that girl, right, from China, it's been week after month after month, after month, after month, after month, and it's easy to lose hope. But God is the God of all hope. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1, following Habakkuk, the prophet of God, during a troubled time, said, Write the vision, make it plain, that they that read it may run with it. Watch it. So it tarry. It will surely come to pass. How many know that sometimes... Things don't happen on our timetable. There's some of us today that need a renewed hope, that need a refreshing word from the Lord. 
Write this verse down, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, 36. The writer said, Cast not away therefore thy confidence, which had great recompense of reward. You have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Did you hear what I said? You need a patience. How many need a good-fashioned old dose of patience? Is there hope for my husband? Is there hope for my wife? Is there hope for my marriage? I met with a man last week. Tears streamed down his face. I got tissue and gave him tissue as he sobbed uncontrollably. He said, I don't know if there's hope for my marriage. I said, there's hope. There's hope in the Lord. Ray, your father-in-law, stepdad, I mean, he said this, and it resonated in my heart. He said, Brother Randy, after Melanie had her massive stroke, we were at the hospital, and we had hope. And then the next day, we had little hope, not much hope. And then finally, as the week went on, there was no hope. But wait a minute, Ashley. I've got to tell you this. I didn't tell you this. Ray said, bless my heart. He said, when I saw and sensed the inevitable that the Lord's will would be done to take her to heaven, as we gathered around her on Friday night and said, God, we want her to be healed, but Lord, your will is supreme. We don't understand it always. Ray said this. He said, Brother Randy, I, 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 I saw my dear wife of 23 years, and I no hope, but then I told her, it's okay to go. I'll see you on the other side. Have you been there? Y'all listen now. What I just said, very important. I hope you took note. Did you hear what I just said? I hope you took note. Because there's going to come a time that you're probably going to gather around your loved one too and there might not be anything you can do and you need to resolve in your hope, it's in the, uh, resolve in your heart rather, it's in the hands of the Lord and the best thing that you and I can do, y'all hear me, is to let them go and say, I'll see you on the other side. It's difficult to do. But you need to do it. Why? Y'all look up here. Why? Because they need to hear it and we need to say it. Please write that down. You're going to need it. I said you're going to need it. I said you're going to need it. I said you're coming a time if you live long enough and the Lord tarries, you're going to stand around your loved one's bedside and there's nothing you can do except for put them in the hands of the Lord. And it might be sooner than any of us expect. I said it might be sooner than any of us expect. Y'all don't believe that, do you? I'm telling you. Life is but a vapor that appeared for a little while and vanished away. Boast not of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Prepare to meet thy God. Yes, it's appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Hebrews 9, 27, James 4, 14, Proverbs 27, 1. And look, I want you to learn this verse today, and I'll be done in just a moment. This verse has absolutely been a blessing to me this week. This is going to bless your socks off, praise the Lord. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. I want you to say this with me. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. One more time. What in the world does this word mean, deferred? I'm going to come back to it in a moment. But let's finish the verse. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. I don't know if you've got this marked in your Bible, but you need to mark it in your Bible today. Hope deferred, make it the heart sick. But watch. But when the desireth cometh, when the answer comes, when the breakthrough comes, when the Lord's will is done, it is a tree of life. Let's say this last part together. You ready? Here we go. But when the desireth cometh, it is a tree of life. Say it all together with me. Y'all look up here, say it with me. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desireth cometh, it is a tree of life. I need some explanation. You've been praying for that son a long time, had not you? 
You've been praying for that neighbor a long time, hadn't you? You've been praying about that physical need a long time, hadn't you? You're about ready to give up. You're about ready to quit. Oh, God's saying, <laughs> weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalm chapter 35. You know what this word means, deferred? It's the Hebrew word that means drag it out to make it long. Hope deferred make it the heart sick. But when the desire cometh is a tree of life, Moshach, to draw it out. Hope that's drawn out. Question. Now, Ashley, you went through probably one of the most life's crucibles sitting in a waiting room as your loved ones. Life is weighing in the balance on a breathing machine. Hope deferred maketh the heart. What's that word deferred mean? Hope that's drug out. Man, if God will just work on my timetable, everything will be fine. If God will just bring the answer, why, Lord, aren't you bringing the answer? Why, Lord, is this still going on? Why am I still experiencing this? Hope deferred. And we're ready to quit. We're ready to give up on God when the thing don't happen that we were praying for. And God's saying to you and to me today, don't give up your hope. There's hope in Jesus. There's hope in Jesus. Watch this. Do you know what that word sick means? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Say it with me. Hope deferred. What's that word sick mean? You know what it means? It means it makes the heart weak. W-E-A-K. Anybody that's been there knows what I'm talking about. Hope deferred, delayed, drag on. Hope deferred makes the heart weak. And there's some of us today, come on, let's be honest today. We're homecoming, yes, but let's be honest. There's some of us today that we need our heart to be strengthened. We need our faith to be renewed. We need our hope to be revived. Oh, yes, and God's saying to us today, don't leave. Don't leave without renewed, refreshed hope in the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey, look, three errors and I'm gone. I'm done. Number one, your hope in Jesus because of yesterday. There's hope in Jesus because of today. Yes, for today. And there's hope in Jesus for you tomorrow. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Look. Are you discouraged? You cynical? All the stuff going on politically. Some of us today, y'all listen now, please hear me. We've gotten so negative about stuff going on in our world, hardly anybody wants to be around us. Every time everything comes out of our mouth is bad, 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 negative, negative, negative. Look, we need to get with Jesus today. Y'all can't hear me. I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm telling you we need to get with the Lord today. I'll be honest with you. I'm the most negative person in the whole world if the Lord doesn't keep me encouraged. And you are too. Don't look at me like you're not. You know you are. You hear about the little girl? She said to her mama, said, Mama, I'm going to make some tea. Her mama was sick. She went downstairs to the kitchen. She made that tea and brought up to her mom and gave her some. Her mom sipped it and said, Boy, that is delicious. Little girl now, Lila. And her mom said, Honey, I forgot to ask you, Alyssa. I forgot to ask you, Macy. How in the world did you make that tea? What did you do for the strainer? Little girl said, Mama, don't worry. I used the fly swatter. <laughs> and her mama said, spit it out and said, you did what? She said, don't worry, Mama, I used the old one. I didn't use the new one. <laughs> Hope deferred makes the heart sick. You've been there too. Hope in the Lord. Yes, listen, hope for yesterday. Write this verse down, Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, 13. Paul wrote to his son of the Lord said, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we shall live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. Watch this, verse 13, Titus 2. Looking for that blessed hope. I'll be honest with you, folks. 
I do not see a whole lot of hope and, and all of this for the state of our nation, but I always see hope in Jesus. I always see hope in His Word. And if you're trying to get your needs met through the culture and things going right politically and that way I've got news for you. You're going to stay disappointed. Our hope is in Jesus. Amen. And we need to look to the Lord today. Look to Jesus now. I said look to Jesus now. The grace of God appeared to all men. Hey, I was lost as a ball in high weeds. I had religion, but not a relationship. But it was in 1982, age of 21. I grew angry and bitter. I told you. My parents went through a divorce. Man, I was mad at the world. Am I preaching to anybody today? I said I was mad at the world. And yet I still went to church. Y'all listen, I'm ashamed to say it, but it's the truth. I looked at everybody that went to church as a hypocrite. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because I saw how they lived outside of church. Boy, that hurt. But I saw the way they lived outside of church. I saw how they acted in church. And I said, if that's what Christianity is all about, I don't want anything to do with it. But guess what? People will fail you, but Jesus will never fail you. That's what the Lord showed me. Can I just be honest with you? Y'all be, y'all be honest. Nobody raise your hand. How many of y'all have gotten so critical towards somebody, a brother and sister in the church, and all you do is talk about them? Uh-oh. No wonder you don't come, enjoy coming to church. All you do is uh, criticize your brother and sister. Uh, how about praying for them? I said, how about lifting them up? I said, how about bearing one another's burdens? How about not being such a critic and such a self-righteous Pharisee? Oh, but that's what I was. That's what I was. But Jesus showed up and Jesus showed out. And some of you today need the change of the enemy broken in your life. I believe that. Some of you need that hope restored. You need the change broken. And y'all remember that story of the gathering demoniac up there in the hills, cutting himself? Wild man. He was a madman who became a mission man. You remember that? Possessed with legion of demons. And, and the Lord changed his heart. Remember what Jesus said to him? That man wanted to go with Jesus. Mark chapter 5. Remember what Jesus said? He said, I want to go with you, Jesus. And Jesus said what? Go home and tell. Go home and tell. Say it with me. Go home and tell. Say it with me. I can't hear you. Go home and tell tell. what? Great things the Lord had done. Listen, God burned that in my heart after Jesus got me out of the trash can. You know, I've learned this week that not everybody likes preachers. A man told me this week, he said, preacher, I'll be honest with you. He said, I told my family member, do not invite a preacher to come see me. How many know that'll bless you? And he looked at me and he said, but I like you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Hey, look, I'm at the place, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I'm at the place, seriously, I'm only human too, put my feet in shoes like you do, but I'm at the place, obeying God's more important to me than obeying people. And I know there's a lot of everybody don't like me, and Janice told me that before, hello. You know, <laughs> you know what I do when she reminds me, Honey, don't everybody like you? I mean, look at our YouTube page. Read the articles. This preacher's the stupidest preacher I've ever known. Hey, that's fine. That's fine with me. You know what I do when I read something like that? I take a half a baby aspirin and go to bed. That's what I do. I go to half a baby aspirin and go to bed. But look, like you said, I'm not for sale. Hello? Jesus is the best thing ever happened to me. And look, go home and tell. God put a burden in my heart. Guess for who? After he saved me. And if you don't have a burden for your heart, maybe, maybe, maybe you're just not hearing the Lord. You know what the Lord? My mama was lost, was unsaved. I'm praying for you, Daddy. Noah, you know me and you pray for him. We do. We pray for him, don't we? We do. Y'all pray for Noah's daddy. Come on, say amen. And he's burdened for his dad. I'm burdened for his dad too. I prayed for my mom. Watch this. 22 years. 22 years. After the Lord saved me, I could not stand the thought of my mama dying and going to hell. I couldn't stand the thought. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they said, why you preachers, y'all are hellfire damnation preachers. said, don't you know if you're going to talk about hell, you're going to run people off the church? And you're going to run them away? 
And here's my response. Where am I going to run them to? Hell number two? Talk to me, somebody. Talk to me, somebody. And if it's real, everybody don't go to heaven. Hello, Jesus said, Widen broad is the gate that leads to destruction. Few there be that find it straight and narrow is the gate that leads to everlasting life. And few there be, but many go the wide and broad gate. And so listen, here's the, the deal. I had religion, but not a relationship with God. I prayed for my mama. Finally, the breakthrough came. Woo! October 21st, 2004. I was with my mom at the nursing home. She had had a stroke, Ashley. I said, Mama, I want to see you in heaven. How many know that your, your folks, everybody you know in your family is going to heaven? You know everybody in your family is going to heaven? How many want to go talk with them after service like this? We gather for worship. We scatter for witness. Hello. God put them on our heart right now. I said, Mama, I want to see you in heaven. And you know what? She said, I think I'm going to go. I'll never forget it. I prayed for 22 years. She didn't want to hear it. Nice mom and all that. But look. I said, Mama, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? You tell me you're going to heaven. What if you're wrong? I didn't ask you if you're baptized. I didn't ask you if you're a church member. I didn't ask you if you sit in church every Sunday. I said, is there a relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you been born again? Do you know that you know that you know? When did you do it? And what has your life been like since? I claimed to be a Christian at 13 years old. I was baptized, but lived like a devil. Look, either the Bible's right or I'm right, or you're right. And I say every time, the Bible's right. And look, a Christian doesn't mean we're perfect. Somebody say amen. But it means this. We're not going to live and wallow in habitual sin over and over again without the chastisement of God on our life. That's Bible, Hebrews 12. And if you can live in sin and rebel against, y'all listen to me, I love you, I love you, I love you, but I got to tell you the truth. One day I'll stand before the Lord and the Lord will say, son, why did you cave in and be like a compromising coward? Why didn't you love them people and, and urge them to make their calling and election sure? And so my mama cried out to Jesus to save her. If you died, listen, if you died right now or if you died today, where are you going to go? Young people die. I read about it this morning in the paper. 21-year-old died. Hello. And, and if you stood before God and God says, why should I let you into heaven? What are you going to say? Well, I've been a good old boy or I've been a good old girl. Uh-uh, that's not going to get you to heaven. By grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Has there been a point in time? Has there been a point in time when you said, Jesus, save me, forgive me, I trust you? And we use that word repent. Mom was saved. My brother was saved. Eight years praying for him. There's hope for you in the Lord. There's hope from yet for yesterday. There's hope for today. And I'm closing right now. There's hope for tomorrow. There's hope not only for today, but there's hope for tomorrow. And let me tell you this, and I'm almost done. Well, I had one more caption, but that wasn't it. I'll just leave that up there. Hope in the Lord. I moved with a man this week. This man's a Navy SEAL, Brother Gary. Navy SEAL. They're the roughest of the best of the best. How many of y'all men been in military? Steve, military. How many have been in military? Curtis, yeah. They're the best of the best. This Navy SEAL, were you in the military? Okay. He told me this. He said, Brother Randy, I got a question for you. 51 years old. He's been in Iraq. He's shot. He showed me the scar on his leg. He's got fins in his leg. He said, I want to know one thing. And I said, what? I just met this man about a week or two ago. He said, I want to know one thing. I said, what is it? He said, I know I'm a Christian. I know I'm saved. I want to know if you believe in demons. I said, do what? He said, I want to know if you believe in demons. I said, well, I'll put it this way. The Bible speaks of it. Evil spirits. Demonic influence. Here's what he told me. He said, I want to see if you think this really happened. I'll tell you what happened to me and see what you think. He said, after the Lord saved me, a preacher called me and asked me to go to a man's house who was obviously demon-possessed. The devil had a hold of him. How many of y'all believe in evil spirits? Brother, we're living in a day and time now where the lying spirits of Satan, seducing spirits are rampant. 
That's calling for us to blood bought the blood wash. That's why it's important to be in the house of God, to get under the Word of God, because you can't just live off of skim milk all week long and come to church once a month and think you're going to live a spirit-filled life. Hello, I love you, but it ain't going to happen. Flesh in equals flesh out. Truth in equals truth out. And I need the Lord and you need the Lord. And some of us need to really take a step closer to the Lord and say, Jesus, I've been living defeated. I've been yielding to the flesh. I need a touch from heaven to have hope and vibrant and resurrection power, the man went on to tell me this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Here's what he told me. He said, we prayed for that man who was demon-possessed. I told him about some experience that I'd had on the mission field. I'm not going to them now. You've heard about them. Anyway, he said this. That man was controlled by the devil. By the way, Paul said in Ephesians 4, 27, neither give place to the devil. And then he said this. He said, I believe from that point on, these demons have been on my coattail when I witnessed that man that day. He said, do you believe that, Pastor? I thought a minute, and I said, I do believe it. You know why? Because it's in the Bible. Acts chapter 19, sons of Sceva, trying to deal with a person who was demon-possessed, and the demons jumped off and jumped on them. It's Bible. Hello. There's hope in the Lord. Can I ask you a question? How many are going through spiritual warfare? I'll be honest with you. I told him, I said, if you're walking with the devil, you're not going to experience any kind of attacks, but when you start start of looking against the enemy and start declaring war on the enemy and start serving God, that's when you're going to face the onslaughts of the enemy. And some of us, I love you, I love you, I love you, but i got to tell you this, some of us need to get our big boy pants on and our big girl pants on and step up to the plate. Really, I'm serious. You need to get your big boy pants on and your big girl pants on. There's a war going on, and husbands, we are the head of the home, and dads, we are responsible for our children. Now, nobody pointing any fingers. I'm pointing finger here. But some of us dads and some of us men need to step up. And some of the mamas, I love you. Like I tell you, you haven't been praying for your children and grandchildren. You know, you might have a little blessing at me on God bless this food. I'm not being critical. I'm not being sarcastic, but I'm saying this. Come on. Look here. you got one little window to influence your children. Once they're 18, 19, 20, they're gone pretty much. Hello. What you do, you better do it now. I love you. I, I, now you see why people don't like me. Anyway, I love you anyway. No matter if you love me or not. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you rather hear the truth than to be ear tickled? Not everybody said, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's hope in the Lord. You know what you need right now. Stand together, would you, all over the house of God. There's hope in Jesus. I'm here to pray for you. I know there's tables, but you don't need to keep living a hopeless life and a defeated life, you need for somebody to pray with you. We're here today. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray for you. I can't carry all your burden, but look. But before we set the table now, please, right now is the most important time of the whole service. Y'all, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, hold tight, man. Hold tight, hold tight. Right now is the most important time of the whole service. There's a soul weighing in the balance right now. And distractions can really, really, really take, let's, let's, let's be sensitive to the Holy Spirit right now. Right now. Right now. Somebody needs hope. Somebody's lost your hope. Somebody needs to get to the Lord today. The altar is open. There'll be room up here where you're at. There's room. Will you pray for somebody? Will you lift up somebody? Maybe you've not really been converted, saved. Today, Jesus is saying, there's no hope without him. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How many to say would say, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Have you been sick? Be honest. Emotionally sick, spiritually sick, physically sick. 
Jesus, Dr. Jesus can heal that sickness, bring hope in your life. Come to Jesus. Turn from your sin, turn and trust in him. Would you do it today? It'll be the happiest day of your life. It was the happiest day of my life. And then go home and tell. How about it? God's calling us to step up and serve him. Step up and serve him. Make a difference while there's time. We're not promised of tomorrow. I know you're doing good the best you can, but God's calling us to a deeper, closer walk with him. Hope. Father, thank you. Jesus, you're the God of all hope. I bless you for your goodness, your grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Now, Lord, you know the enemy is trying to really regain the ground today of people deceiving and lying to them and telling them things are okay and they don't need to change. And, and oh, God, I pray you'll drive the evil spirits away. you bring forth the truth of your word by your Holy Spirit. Give us spiritual eyes to see. Give us spiritual hearts to receive and believe. God, do a work today. Restoring hope, renewing hope, reviving mamas and daddies, families, hearts, homes, preparing us for the home hereafter. We ask this with thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. We're singing now. You know the Lord is that feeling in your heart, that palpitating of your heart is the Holy Spirit. Don't resist it. Yield to the Lord. You'll be glad you did it. Respond to Jesus today. I need prayer, Pastor. As Noah sings, I need prayer. I need hope renewed. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. How many of you say today is a testimony to the Lord? My hope has been renewed. <laughs> yes, my hope has been refreshed. Hope in Jesus. I'm looking to Him now. I'm trusting in Him now. I'm not in control. He is. And I place my life in His disposal. Oh, yes. Hope in the Lord. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come.
hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desireth cometh, it is a tree of life. And all God's people said, all God's people said, thank you, Jesus. Would you just praise the Lord right now and lift up your hands, your heart?